You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 30. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about purpose and finding your purpose in life. That's a big topic, right? I know. It's so hard when people start talking about this as having a purpose in life, having some sort of reason for being on the earth. It's really heavy. It's a very heavy subject. And a lot of us don't really know what our purpose is. And we struggle with that day in, day out, year in, year out. And we have this real need to figure out why we are here and what exactly is it that we want to do with our life. I think it's very important for everyone to work on establishing a clear sense of purpose and your why. And that's the buzzword that we hear all the time. There are books about finding your why. There are TED Talks about finding your why. And so the purpose and the why is what we really want to seek. And the reason that we need to think about this and the reason that we want to think about this is because it's going to give us direction. It's going to give us a moral compass from which to make decisions. If you don't know what your moral compass and your purpose is in life, you are just going to continue to meander through and you're going to have a difficult time setting goals You're going to have a difficult time dealing with negative things that come up in your life because you're not going to have that true belief in yourself and that true sense of who you are and what you're all about. So your why or your purpose is a cause or a belief that inspires you. Let me say that again. Your purpose is a cause or beliefs that inspire you. And many people in the world are not fulfilled by what they do every day in their work. There was a study done in 2017 by Mental Health America, and it said that 71% of United States workers said that they were looking to change their job. And two-thirds of those people said that they believed that their job was having a significant impact on their mental health. Now, here's something else interesting. This was a 2007 AVMA survey, and it found that veterinarians had an above-average score when asked about their job satisfaction. They were ranked above teachers, physicians, lawyers, and clergy. Now contrast that to what we're seeing today. I found this in an article from 2018. It said that only 41% of veterinarians would recommend their profession to a friend or family member, and the endorsement rate drops to 24% among those aged 34 and younger. And there have been multiple studies over the last several years into veterinary mental health and the fact that our suicide rate continues to climb. Now, I understand that the dissatisfaction that a lot of us feel in this profession right now A lot of it revolves around things that have changed over the last 20 years. Student loan debt, the internet, I think is a huge one. The fact that clients can go on the internet and go give us negative reviews at any time has a huge negative effect on us. 
So there's a lot of outside factors that contribute to this. But if we can control some of our thoughts around all this negative social media attention and the monetary things that we go through, not only our personal monetary situations with our student loan debt, and also the monetary decisions that we have to make every day in the veterinary hospitals, I think if we can mentally work on some of these things, that we can create a better feeling around our profession. And I think that's why figuring out your why and your purpose for why you're in this profession in the first place and why you want to do this for a living is so important to help you deal with some of this negative that we have to deal with at home and at work. So everybody has a why. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has beliefs that run their life. The trick is, are you brave enough or introspective enough to try to figure it out? I did this exercise recently at a retreat that I went to that was very fascinating. There was a lot of steps to figuring out what our why was, and it really is something that takes a little bit of thought work. But I thought on this podcast we would try to work through some of these steps, and you may have to spend some hours at home thinking about these things, writing a lot of things down, and really trying to drill down to what it is in your life that gives you purpose and meaning and what exactly is your why. So most people enjoy their work but are not fulfilled by it. But if they can understand why they're working, if they have a purpose wrapped around that, then they have a reason for doing what they do. And then they can be more fulfilled. So with clarity around that, and some discipline, you can do what you need to create a more meaningful life. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I read a lot of books, and when I say meaning in life, it makes me think about something that Jordan Peterson says in his 12 Rules for Life book, and he talks about what gives meaning to life is the struggle and the effort that you have to put in. He talks about pushing yourself as far as you can be pushed, and that's what gives life meaning. And I really do like that because I think sometimes we forget that we chose a difficult profession for a reason, and part of the reason that it's so meaningful is because it's so difficult. But anyway, let's talk about how we can figure out our why. Most of us develop our why because of our life experiences. Your why comes from a combination of your struggles and your successes. So the way you can start to learn to figure out your why is by facing some of the things that you've been through. And so I'm gonna go through some of these exercises that I learned at my retreat, and hopefully some of this will ring true for you and will also help you in trying to develop your why. So your life purpose is a combination of your skills, your passions, your values, or your core values, if you want to think about it that way, and then your gifts or your talents. So those four things combined, if we can look at each one of those areas in our life, that will help us develop our why. So let's start with our skills. Spend some time thinking about 
what it is that you're good at. What skills that are particular to you do you have? Now, those of us who have a job in this profession, we are veterinarians, we're veterinary technicians, we work in a veterinary hospital, or any job that you have, there are certain skills that you have that will qualify you for that position or that job. Those can be among these skills that you're listing, but you also have other skills. So if I were writing a list of my skills to try to develop my why in my life, I would start with a list of not only what I learned in college and what I do well at my job. In my case, it would be I have skills as a veterinarian, communication skills that I feel are valuable to what I do. I have conflict resolution skills. I have leadership skills. And then I would go to things that don't necessarily seem applicable to what I'm doing, but that I could use to develop my purpose or my why. Those would be things like, I have skills as a dog trainer. That's something I practiced for years, so I'm good at that. I have skills as a mother. I have skills as a dancer, and they may may not be the greatest dance skills, but I like to dance, so I have some skills there. I've taken some lessons. I have some singing skills because I enjoy singing. So whatever skills that you have, whether it seems like, I'm sorry if you're hearing little tic-tacs of feet. Those are my dogs running around in the background. Whether you have skills that seem marketable or not, it doesn't matter. When you're gathering your skills to create your purpose in life or your why, you need to write them all down. You need to gather all of them. If you're really good at organization, if you have skills in the leadership realm, whatever you think your unique skills and talents are, that's where you need to start with making your list. Then the next list I would create for myself after I have all those things listed is making a list of passions. So your skills don't necessarily have to line up with your passions, but by making these two lists, you're going to start to develop where all these things can coexist and turn into your why. So the first list is your values. The second list is going to be what is it that you're passionate about? So for me, that would probably be, I'm very passionate about veterinary medicine, very passionate about taking care of my employees and the people that work for me. I'm very passionate about leadership. And I'm also very passionate about communication and helping people. So for my list, that's what I would write. But what you need to do is sit down and do some soul searching and really think about what is it that you're passionate about. And then the third thing we're going to make a list of is our values. This one's a little bit hard for people because it comes from such a deep place within us. And some of us aren't really comfortable going there. And a lot of our values are created as children. They also come from our life experiences. So identifying your values is sometimes quite an exercise. So the definition is your strongly held beliefs or what is valuable, important, or acceptable in your life. They can be your family values that you were taught by your parents. 
They can be religious values. They can be experiential. So if you have experiences in your life that bring up something deep for you, your values can be created from that. Now, one of the exercises we did at my retreat that I was talking about was we wrote down, I think it was five stories from our childhood that were very significant in our lives. So you know those things that happened to you that you remember every detail, and they can be really bad things that happened or really good things. And I would encourage you to write a a list of both. And so it can be anywhere from five to 10 stories that were significant in your life. And then what we did was we we sat there and we wrote out each story in detail so we could really remember what happened for us in those stories. In my life, one of the stories that I wrote down was when I got um, let go from my first veterinary job because that was highly emotional for me. And also it was a huge life lesson. So I used that story in order to try to figure out my why when we were going through this exercise. It could be when you were five years old, somebody in your family died. It could be you got fired. It could be anything that has a lot of emotional significance for you. And then what you need to do is really examine that story and pull from it what you learned. And that will help you to start to create a list of what you value. So the lessons that those stories are teaching you will help lead you to your values. And then create that list. What is it that you value? Is it honesty? Is it hard work? Is it struggle? Looking at these stories and thinking about all these things will help you create this list of values. Now remember, as you start to create this list of values, skills, and passions, some things are going to come up for you. Your primitive brain is going to want to throw some monkey wrenches into this process because it's going to fight you. And remember that primitive brain is often negative. Your primitive brain is what hangs on to all the terrible things that happened to you when you were a child and all the old habits and negative thought patterns that you've developed over the years. And it also is going to try to protect you from the outside world. So don't forget that as you're making this list, your brain's going to want to fight you on it. Your brain is going to say things like, oh, you think you have a talent at dance like I do. And my brain's going to say, hey, wait a minute, you don't dance that great. So just remember that you're going to have some of these negative thoughts that come up around these skills, passions, and values that you're creating. And that is your primitive brain. So be ready for it. And when it does start to pop up or those thoughts come into your head that maybe you're not as good as you thought you were, that you're going to have to realize that that's just your primitive brain and you're going to have to dismiss those negative thoughts and continue down that path of creating this list of skills, passions, values in order to create this blend that will ultimately result in your why statement. Now that you have the lists of your skills, your passions, your values, and then your gifts or your talents, now you're going to write just one word descriptions that sum up all of these things for you. The words that I personally chose were courage, personal growth, love, faith, and leadership. Those were my five top words. Those words are going to be the things that I'm going to use to guide me to decide what is my purpose in life. 
So those words are going to be different for everyone, and you have to pick what is special to you. It could be family. It could be strength. It could be wealth, if you want to be wealthy and that's valuable to you. It could be resilience. There's so many words that you could choose, but you need to choose the words that are particular for you. And once you have that list of words, that's going to help you create your why. And so when one of my words was personal growth, I want to make sure that part of my why is growing as a person because that's important to me. And that's what you will do as well. So once you have those five words or 10 words, whatever you want to pick, there's no magic number. So if five isn't enough for you and you want to use six, that's fine. Once you have those words written down, then you need to define each word and what it means to you. Then you need to decide how do those words influence your life and how can those words influence your work and how can those words influence the service that you provide to the world. So now that you've defined these words that you've chosen, you need to do a little thought work also around what is it that's true of you on an emotional level? What kind of traits or talents do you have naturally? And those are sometimes difficult to find, but if you take those stories that I talked about earlier, those significant events in your life and the way you showed up in those events, that will help you get closer to these traits that you have. For example, I use the story of my getting fired and all of the things that brought up for me. And ultimately that story led to me being resilient It led to me being more humble. It led me to being more mature and self-aware of the things that I was doing that caused me to get myself into the predicament in this practice, getting to the point where I could be fired. So these words, resilience, self-awareness, those kind of things, those are the words that I would write down because those are valuable lessons that I learned. And now They are things that I consider part of me. So once you have this list of words, that's how you can start to develop this purpose or this why statement. Now, it doesn't have to be written down like a slogan, but it does help if you can do this exercise and struggle through and write something down. It's really going to help you direct your future actions into living for your purpose. For example... I said my values were leadership, love. Uh, I would consider one of them compassion, strength. I can take those words and apply them to what I want my purpose to be. And because I have such a strong attachment to leadership and because I have such a strong relationship or attachment to personal growth, I can use that as part of my why statement. What I come up with is something like, I want to empower people to follow their dreams, to learn about themselves so they can live their best life. That sentence or that statement embodies all of the things that I have developed by going through this exercise. And those all hold true also to my values. So once you get this sentence written, and you may have to write it six or eight times, If you can get it down to one or two sentences that kind of embody all of these values, skills, passions, 
and gifts and talents that you have, then you can boil it down into one or two sentences. And you can say things like, I want to inspire. You can say, I would like to help other people, or I would like to grow my business. Whatever that why statement is, has to come from this introspective journey that you go on in exploring yourself and exploring all these things about yourself. So you can really drill down to what it is that's causing you to live your life of purpose. Once you have this purpose statement or your why statement for your life, you're going to have to develop some skills in order to live this statement. You need to learn to become aware of what you think and how your thinking impacts your life. Sometimes that automatic part of your brain will take over and you'll get some unconscious thoughts coming in, but you're going to have to try to learn to think new thoughts in order to adhere to your purpose statement. You're going to have to think these thoughts deliberately. Half of the time in your life, things are going to be negative and you're going to feel negative emotions. But the more accepting you are of that negativity, the more you can open yourself up to it and the more you can embrace it as being part of your life experience, the more you can use the negative experiences to support your purpose and also to live your life. If you resist emotion and you block it, then you're also going to block your forward movement. You're not going to be able to overcome and continue to drive towards this purpose that you've developed. You're going to have to make decisions, and that's a skill that you're going to have to develop. Remembering what your purpose statement says will go a long way into helping you make decisions. So if something comes up for you in your life, like a job change or a move Look at those things that are coming up and then take that purpose statement or that why statement for your life and see if this decision that you're trying to make fits into that why. And if it doesn't, if there's something that's morally not right, that just doesn't feel right, it doesn't seem to fit with the purpose that you've developed, then you can say no to that decision. And if it does fit within your purpose, then you'll have a better chance of making an affirmative decision towards it because it will fit into this purpose. Now, there's a lot of choices in life, so you're also going to have to learn how to narrow things down. There are options that don't always necessarily go with your purpose. You're going to have to constrain yourself somewhat because you're going to want to follow those shiny things. You're going to want to go after something that doesn't quite fit within your purpose statement So there's some exercises that you can do on a daily basis to see if you're living within your why or your purpose. If you sit down on a day and you do a thought download and you download all the thoughts that you're having and all the thoughts on the things that you're going to be doing today and brainstorm and write it all down. And then once you have a list of all these thoughts that are in your head, Compare those thoughts to your purpose. What are the things that you've developed for your purpose that align with these thoughts that you're having in a day? And what are the things you're planning to do in that day in order to grow towards your purpose? So if one of my 
purposes in life or one of my why statements, like I said earlier, is I want to continue with personal growth and I do a download on my day and I'm going to, you know, ride my bike and I'm going to eat and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to play with my dogs and I'm going to visit my family and I have all these things that I want to do in a day and there's nothing in there that pertains to my personal growth, then I need to look at that list and say, how does this align with my statement? And which things in this list of things to do can I change in order to add or work on my personal growth? So I may have to add in some reading. I may have to add in some writing. If one of my purposes was taking care of myself and being healthy, I may have to put in a yoga class or an exercise class. So once you have your why and your purpose figured out, it's going to really help you plan your day and plan your life because you can look at all the things that you're doing in a day and see if it truly aligns with your values and the things that you decided were important into formulating that purpose that you came up with. Another thing that I think is highly useful that I learned from Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School is she has something that she calls the stop list. And this is something that you can add to your thought download when you see things in that download that you had planned on doing or that you were thinking about that don't go along with your purpose or your why statement, then you can make a list of things you want to stop doing. So if you're one of those people that's very controlling and that's not part of your mission or your purpose in life is to control others and you want to stop doing that, then you can add that to your stop list. So it would look like this. I would like to stop. And then underneath that, you're going to say things like, I would like to stop trying to control people. I would like to stop being critical of other people. I would like to stop worrying. These things can be filtered out in relation to your purpose or your mission statement. So once you get this statement written down, ask yourself these questions. What gets created by me when I am living this purpose statement? What is the impact on the world when I am living this purpose statement? It's not about what you're doing. It's more about you. How do you show up? And how do you want to show up in the world? And what do you want your life to mean? And how do you want to impact people? That's why it's so important to go on this journey of trying to discover your purpose or your why. Once you have a purpose and a purpose statement or a why statement to concentrate on, it'll help you to focus every action you want to take in life. It'll help you to make choices. It will help you to narrow your goals because anything that doesn't adhere to your purpose statement, you can let go. And anything that does fit within that, you can go for. So clearly define this in your mind. Do some work around it. Spend some time. So I've got a couple quotes for you that I looked up on living your purpose because I think they will help us realize that this is really important. One is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. And another is from Roy T. Bennett. And it says, live the life of your dreams. Be brave enough to live the life of your dreams according to your vision and purpose. 
instead of the expectations and opinions of others. And isn't that what we all want? Don't we all want to live a life of purpose? Don't we all want to achieve our dreams and be useful in the world? I really think that's what this is all about. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. I want us to really think about what are we here for and what is our purpose? Because I think it goes so far into keeping our brain in a better space when we're approaching a busy workday. Because you know when clients are causing drama, when they're criticizing you, when they're leaving you bad reviews on the internet, and you're reading about how horrible you are, and they're lying, and you're trying to manage this big, crazy life of yours, if you can't keep a purpose out there, I can't keep a reason for doing it all, then it's going to be so much more difficult to enjoy what you're doing. But if you can remember that your purpose is to help people, and whether they know it or not, you're helping them, then it's so much easier to let go that negative review. Because just because somebody is unhappy with a circumstance in their life doesn't have anything to do with how you help them or what you did for them. And if your values dictate that you're going to help people with open, loving intentions, regardless of what you get in return, you're going to be so much happier and you're going to be so much better off controlling your brain to enjoy your life's work. And that's what it's all about. That's what we all want. So thanks for listening to this today. I It gets a little bit tricky and deep when we're talking about something like this. I think it's a hard exercise to go through. There's a lot of introspection involved. This exercise is really valuable in helping us to enjoy our life and know why we're here. So thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you have anything to say or any questions, please reach out to me by email at jacapelldvm at gmail.com. You can go to my website and sign up for my weekly words of support, and you'll get an email every week from me. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave me a review. I'd really appreciate that as well. Thanks for listening this week, and I will talk to you again next week. Have a beautiful day. Bye.